Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Fun crazy, not creepy crazy, on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Hello. 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 The Riley and Kimmy Show. Are you awake? This is where your companion told me to stop last night. Actually, most of what you said was incoherent. I did, however, distinctly hear the word... Kimmy! I got one name! Kimmy! Are you awake, Kimmy? That's a question. Yes. You are awake. Good. I was, I was questioning that. You are awake. Welcome to episode 847 of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. I am your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. That's not true. I'm not at all. We're going to be talking about some villains and stuff on this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Kimmy. Okay. Yes, we will. We'll be talking about villains pop culture, and escapism like always. They play nothing but rotten junk on that program. Hey, 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 that's not true. We we talk about other things too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> on 847, it is a Friday, and by the way, on Saturday, that is tomorrow, if you're listening to this the day the show is uploaded, that is tomorrow, we will be out and about in Orlando at a certain comic book store. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And what comic book store is that? That would be Mike's Comics. That's right. Mike's Comics and Collectibles is where we will be starting at about 1 o'clock on Saturday. That is April 23rd. We'll be there. We'll be uh, recording a episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. We'll be talking about free comic book day. Kimmy, we'll be doing some previews of some things that are coming out for free comic book day and some actual other releases that will be uh, out and about at the comic book store, Mike's Comics and Collectibles, and other comic book stores, too. woo Yeah, we'll be talking about that. And some upcoming uh, things we'll be doing with Regal Cinemas out at Waterford Lakes. We'll be, I love uh, that theater. Oh, you love that theater? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's a big movie that's going to be at that theater real soon. Oh, yeah. At that, that one movie. Do you know what that movie that is? Civil uh, War. That's right. Captain America's Civil War. And by the way, a certain person I will not identify, I am actually, I don't think this is kind of cool. He uh, uh, was posting all kinds of spoilers uh, on Thursday. Oh, I don't like it when people do that. Yeah, yeah and he thinks it's funny, and I, I it's don't. It's not funny. I don't, and he was wanting me to talk about this on the show. He wanted to come on the show, but I told him he, he's, he can't on that. And one of the things that he was posting is a change to the Captain America Civil War storyline from the comic books. And... I'm I'm actually if if that is true and I don't know if it is what he is posting okay mm-hmm. if it is true part of me is fine with that because I didn't want to see this one scene that and Kimmy knows what it is that is in the comic books mm-hmm. um that's cool I don't actually like maybe that the story's changed to what they changed it to how they changed it if they they could have changed it to something else I would have been more I've been like yeah that made more sense or or I've been better with it because I don't like this one image that is what's in the comic books. And I won't spoil that. If you want to know what the image is and you don't, you haven't read the comic books, head to your local comic book store like Mike's Comics out on Orange Blossom Trail. That's really mean when people try to spoil the movies. Exactly. And I know a lot of people that don't even like to see trailers before they see the movie. And, yes. You know, they just don't want anything ruined. They just want to see it fresh. Yeah, he thinks it's funny. I, I don't. Um, 
I, I don't at all. And, you know, he, he wanted us to go down that path. And I said, no, we, 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 we won't do that. And then, you know, he started going into the part, you know, the changes from the comic book and stuff. You know, one of the things I think yeah, that's a hardcore comic book nerd. That's a fanboy we're talking about. And I have been able to live with the fact that the comic books can be different than the TV shows, than the movies, because as a faithful comic book reader, since being very, very little, I understand and grasp the concept of multiverse. And I accept these TV shows and movies being in a different universe. Mm -hmm. And I, I just don't get how some of these hardcore nerds, some of these fanboys can't accept that part. Right. You know, they, yet they, they read it in the comic book where it talks about multiverse, or, and they're, they're cool with that. But when it comes to the changes in the silver screen or the little screen, they get a little bit upset. I will not reveal what that is, but that doesn't mean we won't be talking about a spoiler, Kimmy. We got a spoiler we will be talking about, but it's not Captain America-based. We won't be doing that. But I tell you one of the things we will do, because, yes, the Riley and Kimmy show will be out at Waterford Lakes for the, uh, I guess, the opening night of Captain America Woo. Civil War. That's what uh, Mike's Comics and Collectibles passed on to us just before sitting down for episode 847. It's something we'll be talking about, too, more on Saturday out at Regal Cinemas. We will be there. And you can play movie reviewer as long as it is spoiler-free that day, that night, uh, the times we're out there. Mm -hmm. you know, as long as it's spoiler-free. Yeah. And feel free to tell us ahead of time. By the way, if you happen to show up uh, this Saturday out at Mike's Comics and Collectibles starting at 1 o'clock. We can talk about, you know, Team Captain America or Team Iron Man. Which are you? Which is Kimmy? I don't know. Hmm. Which are you, Kimmy? Whose side are you on? Are you on, not telling. are you on Tony's or Steve's side? I'm not telling. Which one? I don't know. You don't know? You mm -hmm. haven't made up your mind I yet? like them both. You, you, you do, do you? Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> so you can't pick one or the other? You don't? Mm -mm. Wow. Indecisive as usual. Don't ever have her pick a restaurant that you want to go out to dinner with. It will, it, I unless, don't know. Unless you have five hours. Right. <laughs> so you can talk about those things as long as they are spoiler-free. Free comic book day. Back to that at Mike's Comics and Collectibles. That's coming up on the first Saturday of May, May 7th. We will be at Mike's Comics throughout the whole duration. By the way, artist Jason Fabach will be there, known for his work with Justice and also Batman and other DC books. The Riley and Kimmy Show will be talking with him about his upcoming projects he'll be on hand signing be sure to swing on by mike's comics and collectibles have your comic books in hand and get them signed and pick up you know free comic books for all ages they will be available there also vintage comic books by the way if you're looking to add to your collection tom raup of pop culture playground will be set up he will be out there he will uh, have you know from silver age bronze age modern age he might even have a golden age uh, there as well. He has those vintage comic books. He will be at Mike's Comics and Collectibles as well. We'd love to see you there. That's Mike's Comics and Collectibles. Free comic book day, Saturday, May 7th. Come out, come out, wherever you are. That's right. Come out to Mike's Comics. Now, if you happen to be over in the Space Coast area, be sure to go to our good friends, Famous Faces and Funnies. Famous Faces and Funnies, one of the largest comic book stores in the state of Florida. Right at 11,000 square feet, full of nerdum, full of pop culture, and also a lot of fun for free comic book day. Kimmy, please tell us the name of the big artist, the celebrity, who will be appearing at Famous Faces and Funnies for free comic book day. John Beatty. That's right, John Beatty will be there, and you will want to stop by and meet him if you never have. Bring your Marvel Secret Wars and, and uh, check out 
John Beatty at Famous Faces and Funnies. That's in Melbourne, Florida. Say hi from the Riley and Kimmy Show. Mm -hmm. And we'll have more information about um, Free Comic Book Day as we get closer. By the way, if you aren't in the Central Florida area or Space Coast area, be sure to go right to our website at RileyandKimmy.com and find a comic book shop. We have a comic book shop locator available right there on our website. And you can find them like within one and a half miles off from your zip code all the way out to 50 miles. I, I'm pretty sure there'll be a comic book place near you. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. That's free comic book day. Now, Kimmy, let's go over to the spoiler section here. And it's something that's not going to be happening for a while. I'm not that too concerned about this. And there's a questionability if this is accurate or not. We're going to be talking about Star Wars. I am your father. Oh, in more than one way, possibly, with a twist. There is a Darth Vader twist on the horizon, Kimmy. I got a bad feeling about this. You might feel a little bit bad with this. Maybe, maybe not. Now, according to sources, the plot of Star Wars Episode Eight has been leaked online. And it might make you really really mad oh yes the backstory to luke and his jedi being wiped out is that snoke seduced kylo that's no surprise and a few of the other students to the dark side and tasked them with killing everyone luke and a few others did survive including a young ray who was dumped on jakku by luke now here's where we get into the spoiler area i think the others kind of understood that's probably there it's kind of implied mm-hmm. Ray's mom dies in that attack. Ray is upset at Luke because she guesses that he is her father and is angry at him for abandoning her. Luke turns to her and says, No, you are my father. What? I was waiting for that reaction. Luke turns to her and says, quote, No, you are my father. Unquote. Ray, this is the spoiler, is the reincarnation of Anakin Skywalker. What? Ray is the reincarnation of <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. Luke went to the first Jedi temple to better understand how the process works. He learned that the spirit of the chosen one is reincarnated by the force every time the universe is thrown out of balance, which apparently happens on a semi-regular basis. Anakin was hardly the first time that the Chosen One reincarnated, according to this spoiler. This is why Rey is so powerful with the Force that we see in the movie that we've seen so far. That's one of their explanations. Okay. You know, is, well, you know, she's she's got the power. You know, she is the Chosen One. Now, Luke is hesitant to train her, his dad, you know, dad, her dad, whatever, because according to Jedi history, the Chosen One always struggles with staying on the light side of the Force because of the chaotic power running through them. He's afraid that she could become Vader 2.0 if he trains her to fight Kylo, and she turns to the dark side. She would do way more damage than Kylo would ever dream of doing. Now, he does decide to train her, according to the spoiler, and leaves everything up to the Force. Now, he makes this decision in a scene... Spoiler, where he talks with the ghosts of Obi-Wan and Yoda. That will be Ewan McGregor and Frank Oz who come back. Now, Ray learns lightsaber skills, force skills, and has vision quest ability where she talks with Anakin. That is Hayden Christensen. She will be talking to Anakin, and Anakin tells her that she is him. 
but different. And there's a quick scene where we see hundreds of other Force ghosts who are implied to be past Chosen Ones. Now, that is the leak from comic book movies that was released just a little bit before sitting down for episode 847. They cite that their source did release The Force Awakens early, too, and it was 99% accurate. Really? They claim this is the same source. So I remember there was a lot of stuff leaked that wasn't true. Oh, yes. We will not name somebody who uh, I'm not even going to reveal that they had. They, they claim to be part of the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. And I think they were used as a marketing. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? As, as bait to take people down the wrong path for the storyline. Correct, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. So that is a little bit there. What do you think about that storyline? How do you feel about her not being Luke's daughter, but Luke's dad? I don't know. I don't want to even. I don't want to think about it till I see the movie. I kind of like it, to be honest. I just. I don't even want to. I kinda, go there or think about I any of that. I kind of like this. I like this though. I want to go see it fresh without well, hearing all this, you know, speculating this, uh, that, or the other. I kind of like it. I'm gonna say that much. I, I do. I kind of like it. So that, okay. uh, we do have the entire article available right on our website. It's in our nerd news section. You can find that at RileyandKimmy.com. I am wondering. Why are you here? Yes, why are you in Florida, Kimmy? Why is the force in Florida? What's going on? You have a bulletin, a news update. Well, according to Lake Collecticon and its promoter, Greg. Uh-oh, Greg, the promoter of Lake Collecticon, has some nerd news? He has some. Well, he's a big Star Wars freak. Yes, he is. And uh, he shared a link that the next Star Wars movie to be filmed near Daltona. Florida? Florida. Get out of here. Numerous news outlets are reporting that a portion of the next Star Wars movie will be filmed just outside of Daltona, Florida. The location in Florida will represent a previously unknown planet in the Star Wars universe. I can see that because of the jungle kind of thing. You know, think about that. Yeah? Well, you know, when you walk around parts of like Daltona, that area, it kind of looks like, uh, and they may not be using this, but it kind of reminds me of like Dagobah, you know, where Yoda's home. I mean, it does have that swamp thing. And, okay. the, and let's face it, the creature from the Black Lagoon was filmed not that far from here, that area of Daltona. Okay. And this says writer and director Ryan Johnson is said to have personally chosen the location and will need the help of a large number of extras from Daltona and the surrounding area. Reports claim that a big reason in choosing to film in Florida is that the state has recently been providing significant incentives to production companies that choose to film in their state. No details have been provided so far, except the filming is set to begin sometime next year. Hey, I wonder if Greg's going to try to get in that. Oh, yeah. He already says here, uh, that's 30 minutes for me. I want a casting call, please. You know, well, you know what? I think maybe some of our other friends should be in that, too. I, I join in with him. I try. Oh yeah. I, I want to see my. Uh, I want to see our friend Michael Christopher. Oh yeah. Michael Christopher needs to be part of this. I. I and I want to see our friend Joel D. Winecoop. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, that's a couple I can think that are in the area, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, that. Yeah. I. Hey. Well, you know. Hello. You. Well. You don't want to be in a movie? Yeah. Oh, get out of here! Really? Heck yeah. Would you want to play an alien like where you came see what you really? I are? don't. I don't even care. You don't care what it is? Nope. Okay. So thank you, Greg, from Lake Collecticon. That's cool if that's true. Yes, Greg, Lake Collecticon. But I'm I'm a skeptical. 
But I understand that. Well, Greg, that's some good news. Thank you for providing that for the Riley and Kimmy show. And Greg's big uh, big event happens in October, and that is Lake Collecticon in Mount Dora, Florida. He has special guest. That will be George Perez. He will be on hand in in in, in the con. He will be there. And according to Greg, last I heard, uh, George will be sketching. All right. And that is in October. We have a link to Lake Collecticon right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. A big thank you to Greg for inviting the Riley and Kimmy show. We will be there, too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe by then, you know, Greg will be saying, hey, I'm going to be in a movie. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yes. It's <laughs> kind of cool. Thank you, Greg, for providing that to the Riley and Kimmy show. Now, Kimmy, are you ready for some nerd geek trivia? Sure. <laughs> It is an April 22nd, and it's time for Nerd Geek Trivia with Kimmy. I guarantee not, uh, no, no math questions, Kimmy, and not much uh, history questions. Mostly all based around pop culture, all fun kind of things, okay? okay. Mm-hmm. All right, and we hope to make these quite easy for you. And these might be jumbled around, so, uh, you know, don't try to figure it out by linear. Saying, oh, he just asked 1976, that means it's 1977 next. Here we go. Wake up, get ready to go. It's time for Nerd Geek Trivia on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Kimmy, it is April 22nd. Here we go to the almanac for uh, things happening on this date in history. It was on this date in history. The very first Earth Day was observed by millions of Americans. Give me the well, the very first time, the very first year. When was the very first Earth Day? 1985. 1970. Kimmy, it was on this date in history that John Belushi teamed up with somebody else to make his first appearance... As the Blues Brothers, give me what year, who he teamed up with, and what TV show did they make their debut on? Well, Saturday Night Live. That's correct. And it was probably about 1980? 1978. Okay. And who was his partner? Dan Aykroyd. That's correct. Did you have any of their music? Um, no. Okay. Moving on, Kimmy, it was on this date in history that Prince... Released the album Around the World in a Day. It was his first release after Purple Rain. Give me the year. Um, 1986? 1985. And out of curiosity, with the passing of Prince, what was or is your favorite Prince song of all time? Ooh, that's, that's really hard. I love the whole Purple Rain album. You saw the movie like a... Quite a few times, correct? Yeah, I went to uh, college for my undergrad in a very small little town in Illinois, and they had one movie theater with one screen. I just realized something. You and I saw that really close to each other. Yeah? Because the very first time I saw that film, I was on an interview with somebody uh, for a morning show, and we were in Champaign-Urbana, and that's where I saw that. And I was working at another radio station, and, and we it came out that day and was very early. We saw it after this interview and then went back to where we were, and I saw it again that weekend, part of the radio station we were part of. Thing. So you and I actually saw that really close to each other because hmm. that school you're talking about was really close to Champaign-Urbana. Yeah, Charleston, Illinois. They had one movie theater and uh, one screen, and they played Purple Rain, and that was like one of the soundtracks of my summer. I went to summer school that year at, okay. at college. And we saw it a whole bunch of times. And I had the album. And it was, yeah, that was that whole soundtrack, that movie and everything is special to me. So anything from that soundtrack? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think uh, Erotic City. I, I love, I love Erotic City. I love all those music. That played all the time on the jukebox at the uh, bar on campus. And the clubs, too. when I used to work the clubs, because I used to spin records in the clubs, Darling Nikki would be played from time to time. And, of course, Kimmy does not know this one. It was a flip side to Little Red Corvette. Yes, the flip side. That means 45. A flip of that. It was Horny Toad, uh, which was a fun tune. Mm. Yeah, so I, I deep, you know, I, I, he's part of my life and mm-hmm. in memories and is deeply missed. And did you gave the year. That was right. 19, you gave close. You said 86. I think it was 1985. He released Around the World in a Day. Moving over to celebrity birthdays today. Jack Nicholson having a birthday. How old is Jack Nicholson? Oh, 86? He is 79 years Ooh. old. Sorry, t- Jack. T- tell me, if you can, and I'll I'll give some latitude here, what this individual is known for. Remember, keep it G-rated, Betty Page, and tell me when she passed away. She was born on this date in history. Betty Page. Betty Page. Yes. What is she known for? She was... Uh... Uh, I'll see how you handle this one. An actress model. I'll accept that pinup actress model. I'll mm-hmm. accept that she passed away when? What year? Oh boy. Um 89. 2008 at the age of 85. See if you know who this actress is. Charlotte Ray. Is the name familiar? Mhm. Oh, you know who Charlotte Ray is. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me what TV show she's really known for, at least by you because of your age, and tell me how old Charlotte Ray is and what character she played. Well, you know, she, you know. she was on um, with Blair and Tootie and Natalie. and. Yeah, she was on a show before that, too. Um, what was that called? Well, she made her debut on Different Strokes. Well, yeah, I know Different Strokes, but what's the one I'm talking about? Okay, I'm supposed to answer your trivia question? Okay, Kimmy, she was known for the TV show Facts of Life. Facts of Life. Yes. Tell me the character. Um, Because you used to hear on different strokes her name mentioned all the time. Drawing a blank. Mrs. Garrett. Okay. Mrs. Edna Garrett. How old is the actress who played Mrs. Edna Garrett today? She's still with us? She is still with us. How old is she? 90? She is 90. Exactly right. You might uh, also catch her on uh, MeTV, where she plays on Car 54, Where Are You? Wow. She, she's a recurring character on there. Do you know the actress Cheryl Lee? She's having a birthday today. No, I don't. She's from Twin Peaks. She played Laura Palmer. Do you remember her? Mm-hmm. Okay, she also played Maddie Ferguson on Twin Peaks, a dual role. Tell me how old she is today. 48. She's 49. Very good. Let's see, Paul Carrick, singer, having a birthday today, born in 19... Oh, well, he's 65. We'll just do that. You might know him from the uh, group Ace, Squeeze, Mike and the Mechanics. He was big, in, especially in the 1970s with his work. And somebody having a birthday today. Let's see if you can identify this individual. Now, Kimmy, I'm just going to give you a clue. I'm going to tell you it's the male star from this TV show, you tell me who it is in the TV show. You ready? Mm-hmm. He's no longer with us. I'll give you that much of a clue. Here we go. Here is the clue. All right. Tell me whom I'm talking about. The star. You can't tell me what TV show that is? Green Acres. All right. Who played the lead role? Can't do it. You can't tell me who played Oliver? 
Oliver Douglas. Can't do that. Eddie Albert. Mm. Remember Eddie Albert? Mm -hmm. Eddie Albert having a birthday today. Can you tell me what year he passed away and at what age? Um, he was 85 years old in 2002. He passed away in the year 2005 at the age of 99, just shy of 100 Ooh. years of age. When he started playing Oliver on Green Acres, he was 59 years old, played wow. the role for six years years. Wow. Yes, he played the role for 6 years. And right now we're going to go back in time to the Golden Age Radio. We're going to we're going to celebrate Eddie Albert's birthday. Radio was That's O'Reilly and Kimmy Show going back in time to the golden age of radio right now, old time radio. Eddie, well, he did quite a bit of work in the golden age of radio. What's interesting with him, he did a lot of things before becoming becoming a movie star. Matter of fact, uh, started, he got a degree in business in Minneapolis. Born in Illinois and moved as a child to you know the cold lands of Minnesota. And then the Depression hit and he couldn't find work. And he had done drama and started performing in in college, he did drama. Well, he ended up hitting the road to get a paycheck, being a circus clown and working the trapeze and doing high wire work and things like that. And eventually ended up in California and led to film. I mean, it's remarkable. He actually was able to break through and did a lot of radio work in the day. What's interesting, we're going to play an old time radio episode with Eddie Albert, it's a, a classic play that was turned into a film, but it was also done as a radio production. It's not audio from a movie, so this is its own originality right here with its own special effects and sounds and musics and things like that. He's part of Arsenic and Old Lace. Are you familiar with that film or play, Kimmy? Mm -hmm. All right. He, this, he's starring in this, and we have that from 1946, November 25th, 1946. Now, he is acting opposite with Boris Karloff, which is kind of cool. And the really, really interesting thing here is, keep in mind, this is 1946 when this is done, this production. And he is referred to in the opening sequence as Hollywood's young actor. And at that time, he's 40, going on 41 years of age. So I, I find it kind of, because let's face it, 40 in 1946, that'd be like probably 70 today. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I, maybe I'm right, you know, it. It was a lot older than today's 40. Right. And I just found it interesting that the Hollywood uh, machine, the marketing machine, was spinning him as a young actor at that time frame. Yeah. You know, so that's what I, I find very, you know, unique that they were doing that. Or, hmm. or, or just, it's it's a unique item right there. It's a great production. It's a good example. The Golden Age of Radio. Let's go back in time. November 25th, 1946. Here is Mr. Birthday. Here is Eddie Albert, Arsenic and Old Lace on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, Lady Esther has the pleasure of bringing you one of the famous hits of our generation, Joseph Kesselring's Arsenic and Old Lace, originally produced on Broadway by Russell Krauss and Howard Lindsay. It stars Boris Karloff from the original cast and one of Hollywood's most popular young actors, Eddie Albert. And here they are, appearing with the Lady Esther Screen Guild players in Arsenic and Old Lace.
You could ask anybody in that section of Brooklyn, and they all would tell you the very same thing. The neighbors, the minister, Dr. Harper, even O'Hara, the cop on the beat. You mean them two old Brewster sisters? Why, there ain't two sweeter little ladies in the world. Too bad, though, about that nephew of theirs. Too bad, he's sort of... Charge! Charge! Follow me, men! Up Sandmore Hill after Teddy Roosevelt! See what I mean? But the Brewster sisters have another nephew, Mortimer. He's dramatic critic on a New York paper. And he's always considered himself quite sane until tonight. And Abby, Aunt Martha, I have news for you. I'm going to marry Elaine Harper. Oh, Mortimer, how nice. Our minister's daughter. Really, Mortimer? We ought to celebrate. Not tonight, darlings. I've got to pick up Elaine and get back to town. Have to cover a play tonight. Well, I do hope it's something you'll like for once. What's the name of it, dear? Murder Will Out. I'll bet I can write the review without even seeing it. I always said you were talented, dear. Same old tripe. When the curtain goes up, first thing you see is a dead body. Well, maybe you won't actually see it. It'll be hidden somewhere, like in this window seat. Then someone will come on, walk in sort of casually, lift the cover up of the window seat like this. And... Why, Mortimer, dear, what's the matter? Aunt Abby, Aunt Martha, there's a d- d- dead man in there. Now, look, aunties, let me say it again slowly. There's a body in the window seat. Yes, dear, we know. You know? Well, of course. Oh, honestly, I never thought Teddy would ever get... Listen, you were planning to send him to that, that sanitarium, Happydale? Yes, dear, it's all arranged. Elaine's father brought the papers over this afternoon. Here they are, all ready for Teddy to sign. Well, he's got to sign them right away. Tonight! If they ever found out he's killed a man, they'll... Oh, Teddy didn't do that. He did He didn't? Now, Mortimer, just forget about it. Forget you even saw the gentleman. Forget? We never dreamed you'd peek. But... Uh... <laughs> but who is he? His name is Hoskins. Adam Hoskins. That's all I really know about him. Except that he's a Methodist. Yes, but... <laughs> what, what's he doing here? What happened to him? He died. Aunt Martha... Men don't just get into window seats and die. No, Mortimer. He died first. Well, how? Oh, Mortimer, don't be so inquisitive. The gentleman died because he drank some wine with poison in it. Elderberry wine. How did the poison get in the wine? Oh, we put it in the wine because it's less noticeable. When it's in tea, it has a distinct odor. You put it in the wine? Yes, and we put Mr. Hoskins in the window seat because Elaine's father was coming to tea. Then you knew what you'd done. You didn't want Dr. Harper to see the body. Well, not a tea. That wouldn't have been very nice. <laughs> now, Mortimer, dear, you, you can forget all about it. Teddy's down in Panama right now. Panama? You know, the cellar. He always calls the cellar Panama. And the steps over there are San Juan Hill. He's down in Panama now, digging the lock. You mean you're going to bury Mr. Hoskins in the cellar? Of course, dear. That's what we did with the others. Well, I don't think you should... Others? The other gentlemen. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. When you say others, do you mean others? More than one? Others? Oh. Yes, sir. Uh, this is 11, isn't it, Abby? No, dear. This makes 12. <laughs> Well, you, you really shouldn't count the first one. After all, he just died. Just died? 
Well, Martha means without any help from us. Mr. Midgley was his name. He was a Baptist. And he came here looking for a room. It was right after you moved to New York, Mortimer. It didn't seem right to leave that lovely room empty with so many people needing it, so we advertised that Mr. Midgley applied. He was so lonely, no kith or kin. We felt so sorry for him. And then when his heart attack came and he sat there dead in that chair. Remember, Martha? It was just like old times. Yes. Grandfather was a doctor, you know. He always had a cadaver or two around the house. Only Teddy insisted that Mr. Midgley was a yellow fever victim and had to be buried at once. So we buried him in Panama. Yes. Mm. He looked so peaceful, didn't he, Abby? Oh, so serene. And we made up our minds right then and there that if we could help other lonely old men find the same peace, we would. So that's, that's how it all started, that man walking in and dropping dead. Oh, well, of course, we realized we couldn't depend on that Mortimer. always happening. Mortimer, so, uh, you know those jars of poison that have been up in Grandfather's laboratory all these years? And your Aunt Martha has such a knack for mixing things. <laughs> well, dear, for a gallon of elderberry wine, I take one teaspoonful of arsenic and then add half a teaspoonful of strychnine and then just pinch of cyanide. Should have quite a kick. Oh, yes, yes. As a matter of fact, one of our gentlemen found time to say, how delicious. Look, look, Andes, hmm? I, I don't know how to explain it to you, but you can't do things like this. It's against the law. It's not a nice thing to do. I mean, well, this has developed into a very bad habit. Mortimer, we don't stop you from doing things you like to do. Why should you interfere with us? Because you... Listen, I've got to rush into town and cover that play. Do a lot of things. There's not a minute to spare. Are you sure you haven't time for dinner? I'm going to try a new recipe. Uh, thanks. I, I couldn't eat a thing. This is it, Doctor. Yes, I remember this door. Even when I was a child, it always sounded like inner sanctum. Come in. Oh, Johnny, it is dark in here. That means the family still live here. The Brewsters were always sparing with lights. Is that so? Hey, who turns on the lights? I did. Who are you? Yes, what are you gentlemen doing here? Why, Aunt Abby, Aunt Martha, it's Jonathan. You get out of here. But I'm Jonathan, your nephew, Jonathan. Oh, no, you're not. You're nothing like Jonathan, so don't pretend you are. But I am. I'm Jonathan. And this is Dr. Einstein. Abby, his voice does sound like Jonathan's. But his face... Have you been in an accident? No. My face... Dr. Einstein is responsible for that. He changes people's faces. I ought now, to... easy, Johnny, easy. <laughs> Don't worry, ladies. The last five years, I give Johnny three new faces. I give him another one right away. You'd better, when my own family doesn't even... Oh, Johnny, I'm sorry. I saw that horror picture just before I operated, and I was a little drunk. But anyway, now you are home... Ladies, how often he tells me about Brooklyn, about his house, about his aunts that he loves so much. Oh, 
please, you, you, you must know him. Speak to him. Tell him so. Well, Jonathan, it's been a long time since you ran away from us. Yes, where have you been all these years? Oh, England, South Africa, Australia, the last five years. Dr. Einstein and I have been in Chicago. Really? We were in Chicago for the World's Fair. We didn't like it. We found Chicago awfully warm. Yeah, it got too hot for us, too. <laughs> well, Jonathan, it was nice to see you again. I, I mean, if you're in a hurry to get somewhere... Not at all, Aunt Abby. But, uh, but Martha, but... dear, Martha, we mustn't let soup boil over. Um, Jonathan, if you'll excuse us for a minute. Of course. Come along, Martha. Johnny, we have got to work fast. The police, the police have got pictures of your face. I've got to find a place to operate. And we've got to find a place for Mr. Spinalzo, too. Don't waste any worry on that, rat. But we can't leave a dead body in the rumble seat. Oh, oh, you shouldn't have killed him, Johnny. He was a nice fellow. He gives us a lift, and what happens? He said I looked like Boris Karloff. Oh. <laughs> Don't worry, Johnny. As soon as I operate and change your face again... Wait a minute. I know just the place. You do? Look, if this family hasn't changed, and I'm sure it hasn't, I'll bet my grandfather's old laboratory is just the, just the way he left. Oh, good. And when you've done with me, why, we can make a fortune here. In Brooklyn? Of course. Practically everybody in Brooklyn needs a new face. <laughs> but, Johnny, your aunts, I, I don't think they want us here. Leave that to me, Doctor. I'll handle it. Why, this house will be our headquarters for years. Oh, that would be beautiful, Johnny. This nice, quiet house and those sweet old ladies. I love them already. I get the bags, yeah? Doctor, we must wait till we're invited. But you just said... We'll be invited. And if they say no? Doctor, two helpless old women... <laughs> Sit down and make yourself comfortable. Ah, it's like comes true, a beautiful dream. It's so nice and peaceful here. That's what makes this house so perfect for us. It's so peaceful. Human! Charge! Charge! I must say, my dear aunts, it was very kind of you to invite the doctor and myself to dinner. We didn't really invite you, Jonathan. You invited yourself. Well, it just shows you I feel at home already. I'm sure I'm going to like it here. Like it here? You you mean you're going to stay? Oh, hadn't I told you? Now, Jonathan, you needn't think you're going uh, to stay. Abby, uh, uh, the dinner dishes. Shouldn't we get started on them, dear? Huh? Oh, oh, yes, 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 of course. Jonathan, we'll speak to you later. <laughs> Johnny! Johnny, just now that teddy takes me down the cellar. And what do you think I find? What? The Panama Canal. The Panama Canal. Uh, listen, listen. He digs a hole down there. Just the right size for Mr. Spinalzo. Say, that's an idea. What a joke of my aunts to bury a body in their cellar. <laughs> but... How are we going to get him in? Get him in through those French windows. We can hide him in the window seat. The window seat? It's perfect for a corpse. Why, when I was a youngster, I used to hide there myself. Then, a little later on, when my aunts have gone to bed, we'll take him down and bury him. But, but, but suppose they come in here and find us. My dear doctor, you don't understand. My aunts are doing the dinner dishes. They'll be in the kitchen for quite some time. Oh, they will? Yes, they've always kept a very neat home. 
Shall we go? But, Abby, are you sure they've gone out? Yes. They're out there at their car. Besides, we've got to get Mr. Hoskins out of this window seat. Yes, poor dear. He can't be very comfortable. And when Mortimer gets back, he'll take care of Jonathan. There'll be an awful row. They've never liked each other. Mother, I will not invite Jonathan to Mr. Hoskins' services. Abby, dear, we better hurry. Yes, let's see if Teddy is still in the cellar. Teddy, are you down there in Panama? Who dares call the president by his first name? Mr. President, we've got another gentleman. Is he dead? A yellow fever victim. Teddy, I'm afraid you'll have to hurry. That's it, Doctor. That's fine. See how nicely he fits? Just like this window seat was made to order. Now we'll go upstairs. When my aunts have gone to sleep, we'll come down and put him away. And after that... I know, Johnny, I know. I operate. Well, everything seems quiet enough. They must be sleeping, I guess. Might as well have a little light down here. Yeah, that's better. Now, let me see. First, I've got to get Hoskins out of the window seat. It's not very pleasant, but it's got to be done. Come on, old man. I'm sorry to disturb you. <laughs> Another one! Mortimer! Darling, you're back. Just in time for the services. And Abby and Martha. There's another body in the window seat. Look! Now, who can that be? <laughs> Why, it's a stranger. My goodness, how did he get in there? Now, wait a minute, you two. You can't get out of this. That's another one of your gentlemen. Mortimer, how can you say such a thing? That man's an imposter. But you admitted... <laughs> you admitted you put Mr. Hoskins in the window seat. Well, yes, I, I did, but I... Well, this I... man couldn't have just got the idea from Mr. Hoskins. <laughs> By the way... Where is Mr. Hoskins? Teddy took him down to Panama. Yes, he's down there waiting for the services. Oh, Abby, dear, we've always wanted to hold a double funeral. No, Martha, I will not read services over a total stranger. Stranger? Aunt Abby, there are 12 men buried down there in the cellar. You admit you poisoned them. Now you try to tell me this one is a stranger? Well, of course. Darling... You don't think I'd stoop to telling the fib? The second act of the Lady Esther Screen Girl play will follow in a moment. Now, a word from Lady Esther. When was the last time you really saw another woman give your skin one of those admiring looks? A little envious, because it was so fresh and clear and young-looking. When your skin does not have that clear, fresh, young look, skin specialists tell me it's usually because of an oily, stubborn film which clouds the skin, makes it look tired and older. The thing to do is just this. Smooth on Lady Esther four-purpose face cream and then wipe it off. Then, the important part, at least once a day, repeat this treatment immediately. Again, smooth on Lady Esther four-purpose face cream and again wipe it off. The first time, remove surface makeup and dirt. 
But it's the important second time which gets after that clinging, clouding, oily film. And immediately your skin looks cleaner, fresher, clearer, and far younger than you can possibly expect. Yes, immediately you will see and feel a big difference. Because each time you use it, Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream does the four things your skin needs most for beauty. And it's so gentle and soft, you don't have to massage and rub at your skin. My cream itself does the work, not your fingers. And it needs no help from any other cream. Try this with Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. Sure as you do, someone will say to you, Why, I've never seen you look so rested, so fresh and young. You know, you look like a young girl in love. Now, Lady Esther presents the second act of Arsenic and Old Lace, starring Eddie Albert and Boris Karloff with Verna Felton and Jane Morgan. Well, Mortimer thinks he's going crazy until his brother Jonathan walks in. That makes the answer fairly apparent, and Mortimer shifts right into high. He tells him he's going to call the police and show them the very dead Mr. Spitalzo. And it looks like his bluff is going to work when Dr. Einstein comes rushing in. Johnny! Johnny! Come along, Doctor. It seems that we are leaving. No, Johnny, wait. Just now that Teddy takes me down to Panama again. And guess what? What? Johnny, we stay. We got an ace in the hole. <laughs> Now, Jonathan discovers poor dead Mr. Hoskins, and that changes things all around again, especially since Mortimer has to leave to finish some very urgent business. And now, while they're awaiting Mortimer's return, the two old ladies are quite upset. Jonathan, will you please tell us what you plan doing with your Mr. Spinalzo? Going to bury him with your Mr. Hoskins, I suppose. Oh, no, you won't. We won't have any strangers buried in our cellar. And besides, the cellar's crowded already. Yes. There are 12 graves down there right now. 12 graves? As you can see, that leaves us very little room. And we're going to need it. You, you, you mean you two ladies have murdered all the... Murdered? Certainly not. It's one of our charities. Why, what we've been doing is a mercy. You've done that here in this house and you've buried them down there? Johnny... We have been chasing all over the world. They stay right here at home and do just as good as you do. What? You got 12? They got 12. I've got 13. Oh, Johnny, 12. 13. Oh, Johnny, you can't count the one in South Bend. He died of pneumonia. He wouldn't have got pneumonia if I hadn't shot him. No, Johnny, he don't count. He don't count. You, you got 12 and they got 12. The old ladies are just as good as you are. Oh, they are, are they? Well, that's easily taken care of. All I need is one more. That's all. Just one more. Well, here I am. Oh, please, young man, take my advice. Go away from this house. Go away now while Johnny is still busy in the cellar with Mr. Spinalzo. I'm sorry, Doctor. I'm expecting someone. Someone very important. 
Besides, I've still got to write my review. But I tell you, Johnny is in a bad mood, and when he's like this, he is a madman. Don't worry, I'll take care of Jonathan, too. Ah, Himmel, don't you got no sense? Don't you learn nothing from those plays, you see? Are you kidding? You think people in plays act intelligently? You should have seen the one I had to cover tonight. There's a fellow in this play, knows he's in a house with murderers. He's even been warned. But does he get out? No, he stays there. Now, I ask you, Doctor, is that intelligent? You are asking me. He didn't even have sense enough to be on guard. For instance, the murderer invites him to sit down. Oh, you mean, won't you sit down? (laughs) Believe it or not, that was in there, too. So what happens? He sits down, just like this. What do you think they tie him with? What? The curtain cord. That's very convenient. A little too convenient. When are these playwrights going to use some imagination? So he sits there, the big dope. This fellow who's supposed to be bright, he sits there just like I'm sitting here letting murder walk up behind him, just waiting to be trussed up and gagged. You're quite right, my dear brother. That fellow wasn't very smart. Well, he seems to be gagged and tied quite well. All right, doctor... We go to work. Uh, please, Johnny, first I need a drink. Oh, there's some wine here. Oh, yes, the elderberry wine, by all means. I pour you one, too. Oh, how I need this. Please, doctor, your manners. Not without a toast. To my dear dead Dad brother. That idiot. He goes next. You hear me? He's next. No. Oh, no, Johnny, not Teddy. We'll get to him later. Come on, we've got to work fast. Hey, what is this? It's the cops. Listen, that Teddy's got to quit blowing his horn. We promised the neighbors. All right, officer. We'll speak to him. I better talk to him myself. Where's the lights? Ah, that's better. I'll go up to his room and I... Uh... Hey, ain't that Mr. Mortimer? Uh, uh, yes, it is. What's he doing tied up like that? Well, well he... Uh, he was explaining the play he saw tonight. <laughs> that's what happened to the fellow in the play. No kidding? Well, I wouldn't want to interfere. Hey, O'Hara! Oh, hi, you brophy. How's the prowl car business? Ah, kind of warm. Lieutenant Steven. Did he get you on the radio? Yeah, he says he got so many complaints from the neighbors, you'd think they dropped an atom bomb on Flatbush Avenue. He says we got to take Teddy and... Uh, uh, what's that guy trussed up like that? Oh, that's Mr. Mortimer. He's playing. Well, get him untied. He looks like he's choking. Oh, sure. Won't take me but a second. Officer, to... perhaps you better let me... Hey, who is this guy? Uh, that's, that's my brother... And you'd better stick around because he... Don't listen to him, officer. He's dangerous. Huh? That's why we had to tie him up. He's the lowest kind of person in the whole world. A dramatic critic? (laughs) And my two aunts. Huh. You think they're sweet, charming old ladies, do you? Well, there are 13 bodies buried in their cellar. Listen, you be careful what you say about your aunts. They happen to be friends of ours. Hey, Brophy, can you imagine with a puss like his... Why, he looks just like Boris Carlo. Why, are you... Hey, wait a minute. Hey, oh, hey, Brophy, help me. Let go, Brophy. you. What's the idea? You hear me? I said, let go. Oh, there. Better take care of him for a while. <clears throat> what was fighting him? Choking me like that. I don't know. When you said he looked like it... Hey, wait a minute. Huh? This guy is wanted. You sure? Sure. Don't you ever read True Detective? He escaped from an asylum. Well, well, that's the way he was described. He looked like Karloff. 
Is, is there a reward? Yeah, yeah. Help me lug him out to the car. But, but how about the bodies in the cellar? Bodies in the cellar? Ain't that enough to show you he's nuts? Hey, hey, what about the other one? You, you know who I mean, Mr. Mortimer? The doctor. Yeah, he must have walked out. Well, don't worry, we'll pick him up. Come on. Uh, Mr. Mortimer, you'll excuse us, huh? I, I mean, seeing as how it's a reward. Well, I understand. Uh, but you will take care of Teddy, though. Absolutely. Tonight. <laughs> Aunt Martha, Aunt Abby, I know it's very late, but you see, Mr. Witherspoon came all the way over here. He's the superintendent of Happydale, you know. He is? How nice. Yes, and all the papers have been signed, and he's going to take Teddy with him tonight. Really, Mr. Witherspoon? Well, that was my understanding. Mortimer, does Teddy know? Uh, not exactly. Uh, he thinks he's going on a safari to Africa. Abby, dear, we'll miss Teddy, won't we? We love him so. Oh, I've fixed all that, too, Aunt Martha. You and Aunt Abby are going along, just so you can be close to Teddy. Why, Mortimer, how thoughtful of you. Yes, isn't that nice? And, Mortimer, you can have the house. The house? Of course, you'll need it if you're going to marry Elaine. Elaine? Holy Toledo, she must still be waiting. Excuse me, I've got to go and call her. He's such a good boy, Mr. Witherspoon. Yes, yes, I'm sure. You know, uh, since we're all going away together, I... I think we ought to celebrate, have a party. I'm sorry, but I'm here in an official capacity. Oh, that's too bad. Tell me, does your family live at Happydale, too? I'm afraid I haven't any family. You're all alone. <laughs> oh, isn't that too bad? You know, Martha, if Mr. Witherspoon won't uh, let us give him a party... At least we might offer him a glass of wine. Of course. The elderberry wine. Elderberry wine? We make it ourselves. Well, of course, at Happydale, our relationship will be much more formal. But here... Oh, we're very informal. Yes. Uh, go ahead, Martha. Uh, pour him a glass. On behalf of the Motion Picture Relief Fund, thank you, Boris Karloff, Eddie Albert, Jane Morgan, and Berna Felton for your delightful performances. Visit RileyandKimmy.com to connect on social media and for archive podcasts. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.